0: You are listening to a Cold Lake Community Church podcast. We hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect. Well, happy Thanksgiving. This is going to be a Thanksgiving message, a thankful heart. The psalmist, Psalm 100 and verse 4, says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Heavenly Father, bless your word to our hearts today in Jesus' name. Amen. Many so-called self-made men have no time for God because they imagine they have no one to thank but themselves. It's difficult for most of us to not to take glory for our achievements. There's a sense of satisfaction when you've reached a goal. But we need to always remember that God sends his rain on the just and on the unjust. Just because a person is not serving God doesn't mean they're not being blessed. Sometimes even those of us who are serving God forget how blessed we are. But when we finally reach our goal after years of working and and saving, do we say, this is the result of what we have done or what I have done? Or do we say, this is the result of what, has, what God has enabled me to do? You see, without him, we could do nothing. And that goes for the saved and the unsaved, the righteous and the unrighteous. And so, my first point today is just thankfulness. A thankful heart can change the whole way that you see life, it is a floodgate opener to blessings, the joy and the peace of all sorts of goodness. That comes from God. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from him. With thankful hearts, we can touch the very heart of God. David said when we approach God, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Do you know when we have our praise and worships part of the service? Re- actually, we are saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this week. Thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for my family. Thank you that I'm a part of your family. Thank you that I'm living in Canada. Where I have the freedom to come into a building and worship God. Psalm 37, verse 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of your heart. A couple of really neat stories in the Bible stand out to me when when the subject of thankfulness is brought up. One is when Paul and Silas were in prison. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. They didn't have the comforts that prisoners have today in in prison. It was probably a stone building or cave And you had to sit or lie on stone. There were no comfortable beds or pillows. And apparently they were chained between guards as well. Instead of complaining, the Bible says they lifted up their hands to the Lord with thankful hearts. And they began to sing praises to God. Why? Because they took what Jesus said personally. Matthew 5, verse 11, Jesus said, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. You have to remember they were in prison because they were preaching the gospel. The establishment of the day didn't like the fact. They thought that they had gotten rid of Jesus and this would stop everything. Everything. but every convert of Jesus was going around and preaching the gospel, the same gospel that Jesus preached. And they were taking God's word seriously and praising God despite their physical here and now circumstances. And sometimes we forget That we have a God who is looking over us. The Bible says in Acts 16 verse 26. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loosed. You see it pays to. Keep focused on our Lord and trust in his word. They had his word in their hearts. They knew that God was greater than the enemy. Their praises during that time touched the very heart of God. And as a result, the very ground the prison, of the prison was Shaken with an earthquake, and they were all loosed. He sets the prisoners free. Amen? I firmly believe that our God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, that's what the Word says, He will break spiritual chains and set captives free today. But we need to stop having pity parties and begin to praise God and thank Him for His goodness and His promises that will never fail. When we get into a difficult situation, we have a tendency to think that nobody else is going through what I'm going through right now. We have a tendency to think that I'm the only one. Why is God picking on me? But God is looking down upon you and I. In fact, the Bible tells us that he's with us and he's in us. And if we will keep focused on him, he will see us through the most difficult situations. But listen how the Bible describes the spirit of this age that we're living in right now. It's certainly not thankfulness. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 and 5 says, But know this, that in the last days Peerless times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, Hidstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power from such people turn away. Don't align yourself with these kind of people Try to reach them with the gospel, yes. Share your testimony, yes. But be careful that that don't rub off on you in the process. Such people are not likely to be thankful without the transforming power of the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our lives. We are likely to be amongst those who are unthankful. And we have so much to thank God for. Most people would not have all of these characteristics that I read there from 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 5. But, folks, even one of these is too much. Even to have one of these characteristics, we should be on our knees saying, Lord, help me with this. Help me to get rid of this because this is, a, is like a millstone around my neck and it's dragging me down. Another powerful story of thankfulness is the story of Joseph. God gave him visions and dreams Of his brothers and even his father bowing down before him. But his brothers sold him into slavery. Yet there's no record in Joseph's life in the Bible of him complaining. He never once turned his back on God even when he was framed for something that he didn't do, something that he ran away from. But he was framed and imprisoned for it. Joseph was so confident in the goodnesses and the promises of God that no injustice could make him lose his integrity. God eventually promoted Joseph to extremely high position in the government of Egypt. And later when his brothers finally came down to Egypt and it was revealed to him that Joseph was the one that they had, their brother that they had sold into slavery. And they feared that Joseph was going to get revenge on them. And Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 says, But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring it about this day to save many people alive. You see, God has a way. Of turning things around the evil that is planned against you the evil that may be planned against me and even though you go through difficult times God's got a way of turning it around for his honor and for his glory and so my second point today is simply a question what are you thinking What we choose to dwell on in our thoughts will greatly affect whether or not we are going to be thankful people. Mark touched on it last week. Whatever you think about through the day will affect your whole personality and your mood. If you spend the day thinking about negative things, things around you that you don't like, things that you despise, things that you can complain about, you will develop a pessimistic personality and it'll pull you down. Since pessimism and, and optimism are opposites, whichever one you choose will affect your life and those around you greatly. One of the vital steps to developing a thankful personality is to meditate upon the Word of God. What does the Word of God say? Things that you have in your life to be thankful for, family and friends, employment clothes on your back, shoes on your feet, be able to sit around the family table and have something to eat. I'm a poet and don't know it. So, make a list of the things that God has done for you. Count your blessings, the Bible, the, or the hymn writer says, and, and, uh, and uh, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. This is how we tear down strongholds and renew our mind in God, as God's Word tells us. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We renew our minds by feeding and meditating on uplifting things, blessings in our lives, and the truth of God's word. It's up to us to take what we hear and allow our minds to feast upon it. And Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 tells us, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. New Christians are so on fire for God because their newborn experience is fresh in their heart and in their mind. They remember what they've come from and they rejoice in their newfound relationship with God. The reason so many Christians lose their fire is because they've stopped thinking about the wonderful gifts that God has given them. As we, we need to continue in this exciting journey that we're on, think often of our relationship with God and the blessings that he has given us. If we do that in our everyday lives, we will come to perfect peace. And Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Even if you feel that you have nothing to be thankful for, you have been blessed far beyond words can express. Think of what Jesus has done for you, what he has purchased for you, healing, prosperity, joy, peace, deliverance, are all a part of what Jesus has done for you and I. It's all there. All we have to do is avail ourselves of it. His love, His mercy, His grace. Folks, if it's in the Word, it's for you and I. Amen? Amen? Thirdly, living a thankful life. Part of being a Christian is living a thankful life. This is one thing that sets us apart from the world. On this Thanksgiving weekend, let's take time to reflect upon God's goodness to us. Let's give thanks for all that God has blessed us with. God wants us to be people of thanksgiving and and gratitude. The psalmist 136 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Giving thanks is remembering that God is the source of all the good things we enjoy. God is always faithful towards His children. We remember what God has done and made possible, or sometimes mercifully prevented in our lives. We acknowledge that God is in charge, He is our faithful provider. Giving thanks is sharing God's gifts. And blessings with others. As Christians. We can hold on. We can't hold on. To what isn't ours. Psalm 24 verse 1 says. The earth is the Lord's. And all its fullness. The world. And those who dwell therein. If everything we have. Belongs to God. How can we not share what he has blessed us with with others? Paul emphasizes that it is God who makes it possible for us to be generous with others as God has been generous with us. So that through our generosity, thankfulness to God will abound all the more. A generosity of spirit is vital to Christian discipleship. Not only do we need to thank God, but we need to express appreciation to each other. We need to value one another, to value the gifts that each one of us have to give to the body of Christ. God has given us so much to be thankful for. But part of living a thankful life is giving back to him. By giving of our time and our talent and our resources to help expand his kingdom. I read a quote, I don't know who said it, but it goes like this. God doesn't need anything for himself. But for us, as we make our resources available for His use, we will be blessed. The Bible declares that by giving, we will be more blessed than just receiving. And those of you who are givers understand understand that quite well. In Luke, 6 verse 38, Jesus said, give and it will be given on you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Jesus tells us in Matthew 10 verse 8, heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cure those with leprosy. Cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. When God pours into our lives, spiritually, physically, or financially, it is meant to be a blessing for those around us. In conclusion, I know that I have only covered a small portion of what the Bible says about thanksgiving. So I'm going to let Paul cover the rest. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Even when life situation is a numbing sense of darkness all around you. When you have no answers, you see no light. And there's no way out, seemingly no way out. You can still focus on Jesus. You can give him thanks. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He will make a way when there seems to be no way. And that's something to be thankful for. Would you stand with me today? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much. For all that you have done for us in our personal lives, Lord, you've saved us. You gave us, Lord, the wisdom to bring up our children in the ways of the Lord. Lord, you've given us the wisdom in how to handle difficult situations in our relationships, in our marriages. And Lord, we are so blessed to live in Canada. And we pray, Lord, that you will bless our leaders, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will bless the, the ruling government, Lord, and the opposition, O oh God. And we pray, Lord, that your hand will be up on this nation. And, Lord, everyone that you want elected, Lord, into the next government, Lord, will be elected. Because, Lord, we still believe that you raise up kings and you take them down. And, Lord, there's a lot of people in Canada that are praying for our nation and praying for our leaders. And we want to thank you that we are a blessed nation so lord as we sit around our tables with friends and neighbors today help us to express thanksgiving maybe it would be a good idea before we start our meal to start off each one i am thankful because and just remember that you are the god who sees and you are the god who cares bless this people with your choices blessing i pray in jesus name and everybody says amen Amen. lord bless you if there's anyone that need prayer for anything you come and we'll be glad to pray with you amen have a great day in jesus you have been listening to cold lake community church podcast We hope that you've been blessed by this teaching from Cold Lake Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families connect.